I really like that video. Um, first time I watched it, I was at this little country church, and I remember thinking, um, man, can I show this in church? And I was like, eh, no, I probably can't. Um, because God's love is so scandalous that, like, we, we see it depicted like that, and we're like, really? Like, like everyone? God, God loves everyone? And that's that's the picture you get. Today we're, we're talking about Zacchaeus a little bit. And here's a guy that his entire world looked at him and said, God has no place for him. Um, God God won't use him. He can't be involved in God's story. Uh, we need a couple actors. We need a couple people for an on-the-spot skit um, to kick us off. So here's the requirement. You have to be a little bit dramatic, flair for drama. Um, you have to have a Bible app or a Bible with you, at least in the group. Like one of you needs to have a Bible. Um, I need four of you. I need a Jesus, a Zacchaeus, a tree, and a crowd. Any volunteers? There's one. Come on up. Hey, Dawson. All right, that's one. I need three more. All right, come on up. Two more. Two more. Come on. All right, sweet. One more. Ah, come on up. All right, you guys have about two minutes, three minutes. Um, just head off to a corner and prepare. Somebody has a Bible. Great. Luke 19, 1 through 10. Uh, you can add whatever you want to make it good. I'll... You got about two or three minutes to prepare. All right, cool. This should be good. We have a little skit going today. Um, hey, while they're working out the details, um, uh, let me just share a little intro to, to me and my life and who I am. Uh, my name's Eli. I've been here in Salt Lake for about two years now. We, our plane landed here when Lindsay and I were wondering where we were going next, and we heard God call us here like we've never heard before in our lives. I mean, we landed, and we're like, we are home. Um, and absolutely love it here. I've never been somewhere where people knock on your door and they're like, can you tell me about Jesus? I mean, they don't say it exactly like that, but um, it's been really good. But if I could just tell a little story, it'll it'll share with you um, who God has been with us during this journey. So we left Wisconsin. We heard God call us here. We jumped in our cars, loaded everything up and left. And my um, my, at the time, four-year-old, for 45 minutes, cried, I'm so sad, for like 45 minutes down the road. So I have a lot of faith. I have like, I'm one of those big faith guys, like about an hour and 15 minutes worth of faith. Um, so an hour and 15 minutes into the drive, I was going, oh, God. <laughs> like, seriously, I've wrecked my family. I've like ruined my life. What am I doing? I left everything we knew, our friends, our family, our church, and so seriously, about an hour and 15 minutes into it, I'm like, God, what have I done? Um, about three hours into the drive, I'm still just like, what in the world? About five hours into it, we stopped at Walmart with two cars. Lindsay went in, and I was just sitting with the kids just like, oh, what have I done? Why did I do this? I've ruined my life. And this woman drives up, and she comes running up to my car and goes, hey, this is going to be a little weird. Like, you might think this is weird, but... But God spoke to me while I was driving by your car. And I was like, no, I don't think that's that weird. And she's like, can I pray for you? And I was like, sure. And she's like, can I lay hands on you? And I was like, oh, that's weird. Um, no, just kidding. So I was like, sure. All right, we've come this far. So um, so she did. So she prayed for me, and I shared our story. And she laughed, and I told the kids, like, wasn't that awesome? Like, wasn't that really cool? I was just sitting here, like, kind of mad at God, kind of questioning, like, what in the world is going on? And God sent this lady to encourage us. And the kids are like, yeah, dad, that was cool. And then she screeched back up and she comes running out of her car and she's like, I'm so glad you're still here. And she like opened her hands and she had gone to the ATM and had handfuls of $20 bills and literally just like, poof, into our car. 
And so the first time she visited her car, my kids were like, oh, that's cool, Dad. That time they were like, who does this? Like, what is going on? And she put me, she said, can I put you on my church prayer chain? We're going to pray for you guys every single day. Um, and I was like, that would be awesome. Um, and that that story really captures who God has been to us in our two years here in Salt Lake. God has been so incredibly faithful. Um, it's It's been amazing. I mean, daily, weekly, it's amazing at the way that God has provided for us. Hey, there's our family in a hole on the rock. Um, we're all climbers, so we're around rocks a lot. It was my birthday yesterday, so we were all climbing, and I looked down, everybody looked a little bored, and I was like, that's my birthday. We're going to be climbing all day. Um, stick, guys. You guys ready? Ready or not, come on out. This is going to be a good one, I think. Do I need to move? Anywhere you want. Uh, kind of in the front. Which characters are you? Speak up. Is Zacchaeus going to say anything? Just check it. Who's the tree? Mike Chet. Who's the tree? I'll be the tree. There you, go. You, don't, you don't say much, do you? You probably are Jesus or whoever. There you go. All right. I got 40 seconds left. So I'm going to get him up in the tree. Okay, here we go. Sounds <laughs> fun. Go. Okay, go. Just freestyle acting. Yeah, yeah. We have a narrator? Yeah, hear it. Okay. Okay. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I'm going to kick it at your house today. Um, Jump on up there, buddy. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is me on the tree. Boom. That'll count. That'll work. That'll save your back. So... So he came down. <laughs> so he came. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this, saw this and, and began to mutter, <clears throat> "He has gone to be the guest of a sinner." But Zacchaeus stood up and he said to the Lord, "Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold." Today, salvation has come to this household because there. He, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Yeah, I like that. Let's yeah. hear it for him. Nice job, guys. <laughs> nice job, Zach. Jesus. All right, yeah, um, there's a song that goes with this. Maybe you guys know it. We don't need to see the whole sing the whole thing, but it goes like this. Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a... He climbed up in a sycamore tree. You do know it. All right, that's good enough. Um, here, we'll just look at the rest of it here. Um, and as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree. And then in the kids, in the kids song, um, Jesus goes, and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down, for I'm going to your house today. Yeah, you guys recognize that song? You do. Um, for, for whatever reason, this story, I think because it's about a guy in a tree, um, has turned into like a children's story in, in most of the contexts that we use it in. I did a skit of this story once at a church, and I had the Zacchaeus fall out of the tree repeatedly. Um, like he worked on his dive so he could take big falls out. And a lot of the ladies were like, hey, that's not in the Bible. And I was like, no, it's in there. They just didn't put it in there because it would have been too distracting. Um, but Zacchaeus, that's what we're talking about today. Um, Zacchaeus from Luke 19, 1 through 10. Here's the story right out of the Bible. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. 
A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus, a chief tax collector and wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead of the crowd, climbed a sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up at him and said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and he said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times that amount. Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is the son of Abraham. Today, salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save that which was lost. So in our North American culture, we often have turned this into this simple salvation story. Zacchaeus was bad. Um, He encountered Jesus. Jesus changed his heart. Now Zacchaeus is good. Um, Now he's saved. Now he's in as Jesus proclaims salvation. But the reality of this encounter goes much deeper and further than that. As Jesus says, today salvation has come. In our culture, we have all kinds of symbols. We have signs that make us feel feelings and have emotions and that lead our thoughts to go certain places. Um, In the Jewish culture, they had signs and symbols like that as well. But theirs went back like 2,400 years. Um, we have we have things like this. Everybody sees some of those, and some of those cause emotion. You're like, oh, Apple, the best company in the world. They're going to be the next country. No, that's just me. Um, <clears throat> but we have these, and they, they make us feel a certain way, and they, they bring our minds to a certain place. Again, the Jewish people <clears throat> had those too, and they went back through thousands of years, so they carried weight. One of those symbols was this phrase, a son of Abraham. So Jesus runs into Zacchaeus, and <clears throat> they have this encounter, and they come out of Zacchaeus' house, and Jesus says, this man too is a son of Abraham. This didn't mean this dude's Jewish. Um, that would have been stupid. Everybody knew he was Jewish. That's who Zacchaeus was. That's who was spending their time around Jesus. That's the culture and the land that Jesus was in. <clears throat> And that's something far, far deeper than that. As Jesus said, this man too is a son of Abraham. It would have brought all of his hearers back to Genesis 12, uh, 1 through 5, which I'll read here as well. <clears throat> 1 through 3. The Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your people, your father's household to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. This is unique in all of history. This kind of call from God to a people is unique in all of history, in that God says so, so clearly, I have blessed you. I I have shown favor to you for a purpose. It's not so you can retire. It's not so you can have a nice boat. It's not so you can live in a nice city. It's so that all the nations of the earth can be blessed as well. And when God called Abraham, it's a walking, moving salvation. God called Abraham to a salvation that walks. He said, go away from your country and your people. Walk with me and all nations will be blessed because of you. Salvation has come, said Jesus. Awesome. Thank you. 
Salvation has come. Jesus was proclaiming that this guy had joined God's mission. Cheers. When I was 16 years old, our house burned down. Um, and it was a cold, snowy night. And I was actually the first one to get there. We were staying at a friend's house because the power was out. And I sat on this little hill with my family and we watched our house just burn down to the ground. And there was, I mean, literally nothing left. So I have like five baby pictures. Um, there's just not a lot of like that life. Um, so I was 16 years old and had no, knew that something fundamentally had changed in my family. Um, the next day as we were walking, well, about four days later, we were walking through just the rubble. And I found my dad's guitar. My dad had an ovation guitar that oh, was just really special. Like as long as I'd known him, he'd had that guitar. Um, and my dad loves worship. So in my home, in my family, we would, like four nights a week, we'd just sit around and play. He'd play that guitar and we'd just worship. There'd be friends over, there'd be family over. Um, and those are a lot of my childhood memories are just, just sitting around in the living room, um, worshiping God. And when that guitar got burned up, I mean, it was just toast. Worship left with it. Um, and a time went by where we had no worship in our house. We didn't have a house, but we were staying in a friend's basement apartment. And maybe two weeks, two and a half weeks after our house burned down, I, I will always remember I got off the bus, the school bus, and I walked down the sidewalk, and I could hear these voices, and I could hear music. And I opened the door, and my friend's living room was just packed with people with their hands up. And my dad had an old guitar that somebody had given him, and tears were just coming down his face. And he was just playing that guitar and singing his heart out, and worship had returned to our house. Um, a guitar is just a silly guitar. Like, this guitar wasn't even fancy, but the guitar was the instrument that brought back something that had been lost from my family. Um and we get to the story of Zacchaeus, and the theology here is that something had been lost from this people group that God had called out among all nations. And God had said, I will bless you so that you can bless the people around you. And when Jesus has this encounter with Zacchaeus, and Zacchaeus jumps up and he says, today I, I give my things away. Today I'm going to be part of what God's doing. And Jesus responds, this man too is the son of Abraham. Jesus is going, it's on again. This mission, this purpose, this plan that God has for his people that had been lost was found when one guy was found. A guy is just a guy and God cares about each one of us super deeply. Um, so God, God cared about Zacchaeus' personal story, but much, much bigger than that was God's story for the world. As God shows up. In the form of Jesus and goes, it's on, it's back. This thing that God is doing, this is what it looks like. This unique kingdom thing where life looks different. Here's a picture of it. Um, and that's, that's Zacchaeus. That's, that's the theology. That's, I guess, the end game of where we're going today. I want to get there a little creatively. We're going to look at this story again in a dramatic way, hopefully, a little bit. And just to add a little bit of life, um, to this. Again, there's four characters in this story. It's pretty simple. There's a Jesus, there's a Zacchaeus, there's a crowd, and then there's, there's gotta be a tree because you gotta have something for Zach to fall out of, right? Um, this story begins with Jesus, mainly because we're in church. Um, 
But I think in reality, all of our stories begin with Jesus anyway. Uh, Jesus, by this time, by the time that he entered Jericho and was passing through, um, everybody would have known who this guy was. There was already myth and legend and stories and things just like cropping up around this guy. What is true? What is not? What is reality? What is not? He was the talk of the town. So much so that every town he came in, there were crowds around him. And this town was no different. There was a huge crowd. And the Bible says Jesus was passing through Jericho. So if I was going to look at this like a a production team creating a drama, I would say, all right, we've got to communicate this passing through piece really good because that's important. Um, To a Jewish audience especially, that would have instantly brought to their mind um, the, the scripture about God passing by Moses in the cave or God passing through the camp or God passing over his people. A little bit later, we see this term applied to Jesus a lot as well as he passes by the boat. And there's this sense that God is always on the move. So uh, maybe we play on the road again or something, but we've got Jesus passing through in our skit. Um, and as we as we cast our crew for who's going to play Jesus, I almost want to ask, like, all right, who wants to be Jesus? And, you know, some of us are like, well, you don't really want to raise your hand for that one. You know, you got you, you to pick the good kid. You can't just pick anybody because it's Jesus after all. Um, but I think part of us thinks, oh, I hope I hope they pick me. Like, I'd make a good Jesus. I'm pretty Jesus-y. Um, so I think part of us thinks that, but at the same time, the other part's like, oh, but I'm not going to raise my hand because then you don't really seem like Jesus because he's supposed to be humble or whatever. Um, so we've got we've to find just the right person for our drama um, to play Jesus. Who's it going to be? And then this land that Jesus is passing through, this, this Jericho, if you'll remember, it had a history too. Um, Jericho is the place where, where the walls fell down and God gave to his people to be this light to all nations, to be a house of prayer for all people, that all nations and powerful kings would stream to it and meet God, that God's people would be blessed to bless others. Um, our town and our valley has a rich history too. Um, the, the background and the culture and the fabric of the area we live in is created very much so out of the people who first came here. Um, I love the history of our valley. I, I just I like it. I'd like to be part of this. Um, but at the same time, you move to a place like this and you recognize that there is a framework that everybody sees through. Um, Jericho would have been no different. So I have to wonder who's in the crowd. Who's in the crowd going, I wonder if Jesus will come to my house today. Who's like cleaning their house? Who's getting ready? Who's thinking, what kind of music do I play? How do I want my kids to act? Who do I invite over? What do I do to get ready just in case he comes to our house? Now, we need a large crowd. It's got to feel like a crowd, so this is important. So I'm going to actually have you guys participate in this for me. Um, we're going to have these two groups. You guys are just going to introduce yourself to Jesus, and maybe, I don't know, maybe he'll come to your house. So you're going to go, hey, Jesus, my name is... And then you just fill in the blank with your name. Uh, pretty easy. I think you guys, that's why I picked you guys because you guys have that one. Um, this group right here, this row of chairs, um, we'll have you guys. Jesus loves music. Like we know he loves music because you go in any church and there's music. We just don't know what kind he likes because <laughs> you go in any church and the music's always different, right? And you're like, oh, I wonder if Jesus likes this music better than mine. Um, so that's perfect. So you guys can just sing your own song, whatever song you like, and maybe Jesus will like your music. Um, so I'm going to go ready, set, go, and these guys are going to do their name, introduce themselves. These guys are going to sing their favorite song. And you guys, you guys can just tell the truth. You can be like, um, wow, this crowd is obnoxious, and the music is terrible, 
and it smells like funny, whatever that means. All right, you guys got it? It's pretty easy. Um, here we go. Ready, set, go. All right, all right, that is enough. Wow, you guys, you guys are a great crowd. Um, nice. Okay, we're good, we're good, we're good. <laughs> um, you guys are a great crowd. Man, you guys nailed it. You guys could all do that part. All right, good. Good job. Um, keep that memory, would you? Or like the memory of a big crowd that you've been to, whether it's a Utes game or a, uh, whatever. Um, just keep that memory because it's important in the rest of this drama. Um, enter Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is our next character. He's wee, he's wealthy, he's not very popular. Um, he he took money from his own people and gave it to the Romans. That was his job. Uh, so you'd have to have some serious charm to be very popular if that was your occupation. And I don't think Zacchaeus had any charm because um, he wasn't very popular. And you get this sense that nobody really liked him. Uh, there were probably short jokes all over the place. Hey, Zach, do you mind if I shorten your name? Uh, hey, Zach, could we, uh, when I say we, I really mean you. That went right over your head, didn't it? Um, there were probably rich jokes. There were probably there were probably trader jokes because he was kind of like a trader character in in this. He's a guy who took money from his own people and gave it to the oppressors. Um, it kind of all ends with this one word. The crowd says, "Look, Jesus has gone to be the guest of a sinner." And I just find it so fascinating that Jesus always, over and over and over in the Gospels, Jesus puts his reputation next to ours. <laughs> He hangs out with people that would mar his reputation. Who does that? Um, well, Jesus. Uh, so Zach wanted to see Jesus, but the crowd wasn't budging. So the Bible tells us that he ran ahead of the crowd. This is pretty significant in Jewish culture. Um, one thing G- Jewish men don't run unless they're in battle. Um, uh, the reason they don't run goes to this whole man skirt idea. Jewish men wore man skirts, and so you can't run in a man skirt. Um, unless you hike it up, which Jewish men don't really show their legs ever. <laughs> like, that's really bad if you're a Jewish man to show your legs. Um, so, so our Zacchaeus, I think he should try to run without showing his legs first, maybe trip. Uh, but then he'll just hike that thing up, maybe a little too far because that'd be funny. Um, and then he could just run. Because the Bible says that Zacchaeus ran ahead of the crowd, and then he climbed a tree. I probably don't have to explain why Jewish men don't climb trees either, um... Again, the whole man skirt idea. Like, can you, ah! you know? Um, there's some clothing that's optimal for climbing and others that aren't. Um, but he, he climbs this tree, which is our fourth character. And trees have this really unique and interesting place in the Bible. Uh, the Bible's full of trees. Fruit trees, oak trees. You find them at the center of the Bible story. You find them at the beginning. You find them at the end. The tree, there's just all these trees. Um, well, Zach ran into one, and he climbed it. So there he goes, and he is in this tree. I think for our tree, we need to just paint somebody brown and green, and they can make tree jokes. You know, they can they could be kind of artistic. Um, not a lot of lines for the tree, but they could say, "Hey, Zach, you're really going out on a limb," or something like that. Um, so there's our characters. Let's look at them again really quickly. Hey, I'm going to say a note to the people in the back too. There's no clock up here, so if you want me to make red box, maybe a five minute would be a good. Good warning. Sweet. Thank you. Um, characters again, there's Jesus. And I kind of tricked you guys here because in our drama, everybody wants to play Jesus, right? We're all like, oh, maybe he'll pick me, but I don't want to raise my hand. But in real life, you can't take this role. This role is filled. It's done. It's it's taken. And really, that takes a lot of pressure off of all of us. 
Um, we, I know I've been in ministry a long time. I've stepped on Jesus's toes and tried to bend, be Jesus for people. Um, Jesus already is. Like, there's no point in us being him. Uh, sometimes we, we become him literally to help people find him, but it's always, always, always all about him. Don't apply for this role, all right? It's, it's filled. We've got one, and he's amazing. Um, that's who Jesus is, which brings us to the crowd. The crowd, they're the fun part in our drama, but in reality, they're not so fun, um, especially here in this valley. I've been here two years, and I've encountered some of the crowd. Uh, they're easy to recognize because they complain about the Zacchaeuses, right? <laughs> like the crowd complains about the Zacchaeuses, and the crowd keeps people from seeing Jesus. The crowd keeps people from seeing who Jesus really is. And the crowd doesn't mean to very often. And you get in religious battles or or mental battles or intellectual battles. But whatever it is, once you obscure the person of Jesus from people, you've stepped into this role and it's not a good one. Let's not be the crowd. We don't We don't need any more of the crowd here. And then there's Zacchaeus. If you're Zacchaeus, it's fun in a skit, it's fun in a drama, but in real life, that's a hard role to be. Nobody wants to be the guy that goes, I'm broken, man. Like, I need to meet this guy named Jesus because I've got nothing else going for me, and I'm willing to take any risks that I have to take to do it. But a curious thing happens when you read the story. Zacchaeus is the guy that Jesus meets. Zacchaeus gets to meet Jesus. I mean, really, Zacchaeus gets to meet Jesus. He, Jesus comes to his tree and he goes, Zacchaeus. And when I read that, I'm like, oh, that's who I want to be. I want to be the guy that knows that I need Jesus and a guy that is, is willing to do anything to meet with him and to encounter him. Um, in a group like this, there's people here this morning that are, are Zacchaeus. There's people here this morning that are going, I wonder if this could be real. I wonder if Jesus could be who he says he is, if I could just meet with him. And I just want to tell you, just follow this guy's example and go. Just just do what you need to do. Get, get out of your seat and climb a tree and get to a place where you can see above the crowd and you can see who Jesus is, which brings us to the tree. Um, I love the tree in this story. I love the tree because we need trees in our valley. We need people who are called into mission, people who will hold others up in a way that we can see who Jesus really is. And I'm looking at a room full of potential trees. I'm looking at a room full of people just here in White Box alone who could change our entire valley, who could hold people up above the crowd, and we would be able to see the truth and the life and the way. That looks for us. Don't think about the theology behind being a tree. It's just a story. It's just a, it's just a tree. But the Bible says when Zacchaeus got to that spot, or when Jesus got to that spot, he looked up and saw Zacchaeus. And we read this like a story about a man who's looking for Jesus, when in reality, it's about a Jesus who's looking for a man. It's about salvation walking and moving and being dynamic and one of God's own creations lifting this guy up where he could finally see who Jesus really was. We need trees. I was with some students um, in February, and 
one of the girls in the bus, the van that I was driving, said to me, um, man, I, I believe in God. I know God exists. She's super smart. And she, so she had all these reasons that she knew God existed. But she said, man, but I can never, ever believe in this person of Jesus because the ramifications of that are too big and would wreck my world. And eight hours later, these same girls, she goes to K2 here. Um, she stood on the branches of some trees that looked like high school students and youth leaders. And from those branches, she was able to look out over the crowd and go, I see him, I see him. And about three hours after that, she stood up in front of our whole group and she said, I was the person that would never believe this because it means too many scary things for me and for my family because of her background. But I've met Jesus and it's all I can do. And she, she looks at me right in the eye over the room and she goes, you know what this means for my family. You know what this means for me. But I've met Jesus. Guys, you guys all know, Zacchaeus, you all know people that need to be lifted above the crowd so that they can see who Jesus is. I wonder what Zacchaeus and Jesus talked about. I mean, we just kind of see the beginning and then the end of the story. We don't see the middle. I wonder if they cried for the crowd, for the people so excited to see Jesus that they pushed other people out of the way. I wonder if they laughed about a Jewish guy in a man skirt in a tree with people gathering around going, look, there's an idiot in a tree. I wonder if they talked about trees at all because just a year and a half later, Jesus too would climb a tree. And I wonder if Jesus told Zach about that and said, hey man, I'm climbing a tree too and people are going to see me and they're going to know that I came to that spot on that day so that salvation could come to these people. When I am lifted up from the earth, Jesus said, I will draw all men to myself. I wonder what those guys talked about on that day. Being a tree takes the pressure off. Again, it's, it's just a story, but really, like how many of us are called to just be a simple person who allows people to see who Jesus really is. Um, I had, I was driving home yesterday was my birthday. Um, so it was a really great day with friends and family. My life together group was camping and I was driving home, um, late at night and there was a motorcyclist broken down. So, I was actually reading Genesis 12, 3, and I was like, oh, I guess I have to stop and bless this guy or whatever. Um, so I whipped around and came back, and I was like, hey, can I help you? And he's like, oh, man, I've been out here two and a half hours. It was him and his wife. And he's like, nobody stopped. If you could just go get a can of Fix-A-Flat, that would be huge. Um, so he gave me some money, and I'm like, yeah, I can do that. So I went, and I got it. I put his money back in the cap because I was like, oh, I'll be all clever like this you know, I'll just like buy this for him, which is hard for me because I'm kind of stingy, I think. Um, so I kind of like, it's already a blessing just to use his money and give him the can. But I was like, no, 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 no. I want to, I want to over bless people. You know, I want people to be like, wow, that's cool. So I gave it to him and I was driving off and I have always this internal conflict. Like, do I even share my faith with them or do I just like bless them like God's called us to do? And in this case, I mean, God calls you different things each time. In this case, I'm like, man, I'm just going to bless this guy. I'm just going to hand him this can and go. So I handed it to him and I started pulling off and he opened the top and he found that 20 and he like ran after my car and he goes, wait, who are you and why have you done this? <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's a funny thing, but since you asked, I met Jesus. 
some time back. And he's changed my life, man. And I just want to bless people because God's called me to do that. And and I, I shared with them, like, you can't imagine how God has blessed me. And I want to bless people. Um, turned out to be a really cool relationship that I think will have future implications. He's on his way to his cabin in Oregon. And literally, he gave me his phone address. And he's like, I have this empty cabin that people stay in like four times a year. You ever go to Oregon, just stay in my cabin. And I was like, all right. And that feels very much like how my life works. Man, what would the world look like if the people who are known by the name of Jesus started saying, I want everybody around me to be blessed because I'm there. I want everybody around me to be blessed because I'm there. Um, wow. I'd be, I'd be a world that I think would be fun to live in. It's a little weird to imagine because it'd be so far out if we were outrageously generous and a people on mission. Jesus, would you, as the worship team makes their way up, would you speak to our hearts today? God, you have a mission, a plan, a purpose, a calling. Lord, and it's so much bigger than just us, than just our happiness, our, our salvation, God. Salvation walks and it moves, and you call us to be part of what you're doing here. And I can't think of anything I'd rather be part of, God. So, God, even thinking of the fundome as we go forward, Lord, would you just take this church and make it a ginormous tree in our valley that people would be able to see who you really are? God, we don't need to be Jesus. We don't need to be a crowd. We just need to be a faithful people who are on mission, who can say, my life has changed and I want to bless you. Um, God, bring names to mind of people that we already have influence with, people that we need to just share who you are with. Um, God, change us, call us forward in your kingdom. Amen.